G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Let's get a focus back on to some opportunities that may exist and some inspiration for you if you've ever thought of being involved in missionary activity. Our guest that we're about to talk to is actually on an Australian age pension and is a missionary volunteer in a developing nation. Her name is Terry Kempe and she's been doing some work in missions in the nation of Fiji. And Terry's joining us today to talk through some of the things that she's involved in by way of a school there in Fiji. Hello, Terry. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much. Well, Terry, this is a short visit back to Australia for you. You've been in Fiji since 2013 and functioning there, involved in a Christian school. Describe the place that you're at and the school that you're involved in and the sort of ministry things that you do. Thank you. Um, the school where I'm working is called Basden Anglican College, and it's a, when I arrived in 2013, it had 100 students. And now, as a result of government policies, which include um, free education, we have close to 300 students in our school. So we've really grown over the last two years. And um, the students who come to our school are called second chance students. They're students who have been on the streets or they've dropped out of school in primary or early secondary. They may have dropped out for several years. For instance, last year our head boy was 23 years old and our deputy head boy was 21. So, And they had both been out of school for a number of years we also have girls who have left school because they've had babies and they want to then continue with their education. Terry, you mentioned that the school is called a second chance school mm-hmm. and there are people coming from vulnerable backgrounds who are able to resume their education in your school. When you've got students who have dropped out for various reasons, what sort of social challenges are there? Why are students dropping out of school? Why is there a need for a second chance college? Yes, the um, situation we're in, we're right next door to a squatter settlement, which is an area where there are people who are not full Fijians. They're mostly Melanesians who have been brought to Fiji four generations ago to build the roads. These people were promised they would go back to the Solomon Islands or Vanuatu, but they didn't uh, ever go back and they don't have any land rights. So these people are living in, in fourth generation poverty, basically. 
They have no running water, electricity, flush toilets. There's a lot of domestic violence and there's a lot of crime. So um, there's a, also a poverty mentality, which means that people um, have no expectation of things being different. So our aim is to change their, uh, their attitude and their expectations. And we're doing that basically by building a bridge into the community which Jesus is walking over. Oftentimes when we talk about poverty and developing nations, one of the keys to breaking that poverty cycle is actually having people uh, exposed to levels of education that can give them the confidence to be able to overcome those issues and actually break the whole generation uh, of poverty and the generational aspects of how poverty can continue. Mm. Have you seen that begin to happen in the work there in Fiji? Yes, we are seeing it happen and we're really trying to engage the parents and guardians of these children to help them to understand how critical education is. It's very difficult when they have cultural expectations that their child would be pulled out of school for a wedding, a, a, a death in the family or for any other reason, um, looking after a younger sibling. Um, those considerations come first before their education. So what we're trying to do is encourage both the students and the parents to understand that education is the key to changing their lifestyle. And, of course, education has been the key, hasn't it, throughout the history of Protestant missions? Yes. Uh, bringing education, uh, training people, not mm. only in theological education, understanding mm. the things of God, but also in these practical aspects in areas of agriculture and science mm. and mathematics and, mm. and in, uh, in literature. I guess those sorts of things are a part of the curriculum. How do you describe the curriculum that's operating in the school? Uh, the curriculum we're using is very much a combination of the Australian and New Zealand curriculum with some Fijian input as well. So it's been sort of coalesced into one. But um, it's a very high standard. Students who graduate from year 13, which is the final year of high school in Fiji, can go straight into university in Australia. We'll come back and we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments because I want to know some more about the school building because, as I understand it, this is a school which is built with shipping containers. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. We're back talking a little bit inspirationally about what's happening in the nation of Fiji because you can't help but be excited about the project work that's going on there with a school which is called a second chance school for girls perhaps who've fallen pregnant and had babies or young men that have done some jail time, those who've not really had the opportunity to break a cycle of poverty and get on top of things so that they can proceed with their life in some way that we might think is normal and in a successful way with an education and having the ways and the means to be able to care for a family. We're talking with Terry Kempe, who's just on a visit back to Australia. She's a missionary and called a missionary volunteer, someone who's on an Australian age pension and working in Fiji. Terry, let me come back to the way the school has come together, because when you turned up back in 2013, you took on a role as project manager. 
you've been involved in administrative roles, but one of those things that you've helped to do is to enlarge the school by building into the school some infrastructure based on shipping containers. Describe it for us. Well, it came about by accident or God's design. Um, before, just before I left Fiji, we were told that um, by the Ministry of Education that we had to have a Form 7 of Year 13 class, the final year of the school had only been going for six years. And so it was about to, our first students were about to go into their final year, but we had no classroom. And so for the six months prior to the end of that school year in 2013, there was a lot of uh, discussion about how we would build a classroom, but the funds never came forward and time passed. And the ministry said, we're going to close the school if you don't have a form uh, year 13. So we, um, the principal contacted me while I was still in Australia before I left for Fiji and said, have you got any suggestions? And we talked to a builder and we looked on the internet and found that uh, shipping containers were a quick way to get a building. So I contacted the school builder and he said he'd never done anything like that, but could I get some plans? I went on the internet and got the plans. And um, when I arrived in Fiji, nothing had been done, not even the concrete driveway completed. But within three weeks, we had our classroom built out of two shipping containers. That sounds like super fast time for getting a school (laughs) facility in place that would meet the regulations that meant that the school was able to continue. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Now, let me come back to the foundations of the school because the school that you're working with is very much solidly founded on Christian values, Christian principles, and teaching Christianity to the students. Yes, indeed it is, and that's the foundation We have a full-time chaplain um, who is always available for counselling, which is wonderful. And we also have a principal who is a pastor, and he spends a lot of his time counselling students and and talking to parents. So um, fortunately in Fiji, we are able to unashamedly present the gospel in the classroom. So every every lesson begins and ends with prayer, and... um, the, the Bible is the foundation of everything we do. So every week in assembly, we have a memory verse that's given to the students and we have um, a, a message that's given to them around a theme. And um, the theme is, is usually a virtue. So it might be generosity or kindness or goodness. And then that the scripture text would be pulled out um, surrounding that theme and the children are encouraged to both sing, which they love, and to act out that theme for the whole week. So it it becomes the foundation and the yardstick by which we measure everything. Tell me about the spirituality of ordinary Fijians, because you've got Fijians who are natural-born Fijians, and you've got mm. the Indian element of the population in Fiji. And I imagine that brings with it a whole lot of different religious attitudes and understandings. How does it, how is the the situation in Fiji when you bring this message of the gospel? Is it readily received by people? Yes, it is. You're quite right. There is about half of the population is Indian. They're now all called Fijians under the new constitution, which is great. 
Um, but there's no um, there's freedom of religion. So Hindus are free to practice their Hinduism and Buddhists and Sikhs and Muslims are free to practice their religion. Um, unfortunately, Christians are free to practice theirs as well. So there's, we have no problem with that. Uh, Fijians as Pacific Islanders are very spiritual. So there's a spiritual dimension is expected in conversation. Uh, spiritual dimension under, underpins their whole cultural activities. So um, some of it's quite dark, including witchcraft and, and other occult activities. But this is being addressed and the, um, the whole community is very accepting of, Christ, of the Christian message. And, of course, bringing the Christian message, you're bringing truth and light into and some of those elements of spirituality in Fiji as you describe them, we'd call that darkness. Mm. Uh, and so do you notice that as people become strong in their faith that they are resistant to some of those other spiritual influences? Yes, we've had some quite amazing experiences where people have given up their occult practices and their lives have been totally transformed. And it's just wonderful to see when people come from the dark to the light. And, um, yes, it's a, it's a very exciting, challenging, and sometimes the experiences I've had have been quite um, extraordinary. And if someone had told me I was going to have those ex- experiences when I was in Fiji, I don't think I would have believed it. But um, certainly the light is very light, but the dark is very dark. We mentioned that you are on the Australian Age Pension. Is there room for a colleague or two to stand beside you? If there's someone listening to our conversation now and they'd like to be involved in the school, how do they get in touch with you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm very happy to leave my details with the radio station. Um, it would be wonderful to have someone come alongside me. <laughs> um, the school is always in need of people. There's, um, as you're probably aware, there have been p- political situations which have meant a lot of expertise has left Fiji. And so there's a great skill shortage, both for short-term mission and for longer-term mission. I've actually committed to live permanently in Fiji, but we've had some wonderful people who've come for short mission, such as doing craft projects, um, people coming to teach reading. Another lady came to teach um, water safety And so all those sorts of things are are just wonderful and help us immensely. Well, Terry, I want to honour you for your sacrifice and commitment because people who are doing long-term mission now seem to be fewer and farther between. That may not be the case because short-term mission on the up and climbing and, of course, that, I guess, for some is going to be the inspiration to actually commit to a longer-term mission influence. And Mm -hmm. so honouring you because uh, you are one of those champions uh, on the front lines and serving people in a developing nation like Fiji, 
just a wonderful thing that you're doing and you are an inspiration. And so I'll take your details and if there are listeners who'd like to connect with you and we mentioned that the school is under the banner of the Anglican Church and so uh, for people to be in touch with you they can simply call me here at Vision and I'll pass on details so that people can get to know you and uh, find out some more uh, information about how they could be involved. Terry Kempe, our guest, involved in mission work in Fiji, working as a project manager and in administration for a Christian school, a second chance school, helping those students who are in quite vulnerable circumstances to get on their feet so that they can pursue things for their life and for their family, but with a firm foundation of Christian understanding and belief in Jesus Christ. Terry Kempe, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.